106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Hey, look, we have a world that realizes we have a president that can barely put together complete sentences, appears incoherent, oftentimes doesn't even know where he is in many cases in some of these places, that allowed spy balloons to be flown over our head, that abandoned billions of dollars of American military equipment left over into the hands of the Taliban, and spends all day talking about electric vehicles and solar panels that he knows we're going to have to buy from China. We have a justice system that indicts uh, political opponents and former presidents and leading presidential candidates, a justice system that infiltrates uh, sources and tries to spy on Catholic churches, but allows criminals to destroy San Francisco and Baltimore and Detroit and Washington, D.C. and Los Angeles and Manhattan, you name it. We have a military that doesn't spend its time talking about new weapon systems or how to care for veterans that are committing suicides at historic rates. They spend their time talking about transgender issues and uh, all kinds of racial disparity stuff, not defending our country. We have a media that's become a joke. A media that's wasted two and a half years of our time on a Russia collusion uh, situation. Then they moved on from that uh, to cover up the Hunter Biden situation. That's now a full-blown investigation. Our universities are a forum for crazy things to happen. You can't even speak on a university campus. People being assaulted by men uh, wearing dresses and these violent protests and shutting down speech. And, and, and our culture, what is what we focused on as a culture? We're focused on the fact that now some man pretending to be a woman gets paid millions of dollars to sell Nike sports bras and Bud Light. So the world looks at that and said, this place is a laughingstock, and they react to it. And I could go on for an hour about all the things that we are, we are being embarrassed on the world stage. Our adversaries are taking advantage of it, and our friends are saying, hey, we may have to go on on our own here because these guys look like they're about to commit societal suicide. Hey, have you guys seen that Bud Light commercial where that Dylan Mulvaney dude can't quite choke down the queen of beers? Yeah, it looks like every time he takes a swig, he's wincing to hold it back, which is pretty impressive because I'm pretty sure he can hold back quite a few funky things going down that throat, if you know what I mean. Now, I'm not quite sure why Bud Light decided to uh, pick such a catalyzing character to represent the quote-unquote king of beers. But as far as I'm concerned, it's going to be going downhill and in a hurry. We've already got Kid Rock shooting at a case of beer for some reason, which is going to really fire up the Republican base and the rednecks in the backwoods, to say the least. And it seems to me like Coors Light's going to get a massive boon to the people that are buying their beer. The funny thing is, they pick this character, and this character's cast doesn't typically even drink things like Bud Light. They're more of like a cherry vodka type of folks. Either way, no skin off my back. I'm a Michelob Ultra guy. Much better carbs. But that Dylan dude does have a gigantic head. That's weird. You said from a broad public health standpoint, and I'm quoting you now, at the population level, masks work at the margins maybe 10%. You know, Caitlin, we got to be careful because if you read very carefully what I said, if you look at the broad public health effect, when you have masks that are so-called mandated or supposed to be worn, because so many people don't wear them, even though they're in an arena in which masks are supposed to be worn, or they don't wear them properly from a public health standpoint on the cohort of people, the effect can be only marginal. And as we mentioned, it was 10, 13 percent or so. In hindsight, though, when you look at this, do you think the mask mandates were, were a mistake? You know, I want, uh, Caitlin, I don't want to say a mistake, but I think we really need to remember next time we're, we're confronted with this, 
that when you have a situation where there's doubt in the minds of some people about whether something works or not, we better try to reach out and be a better explainer of why we feel these things are important. Because whenever, particularly in our country with our free spirit, which we all embrace, that people being told what to do very often has the opposite effect. On Tuesday, Joe Biden officially announced that he will seek four more disastrous years. As you know, I've done very well against crooked Hillary Clinton. But today, I'm going to do this, and I think this could be maybe the most important part of what I'm going to say, because this is going to be a major announcement. Are you ready? Is everybody ready? Okay, everybody ready? I will be retiring the name Crooked from Hillary Clinton and her moniker. And I'm going to give her a new name. I don't know, like maybe Lovely Hillary or Beautiful Hillary. But I'm going to retire the name Crooked so that we can use the name for Joe Biden because he'll be known from now on as Crooked Joe Biden. You would think that Hillary would be very happy today. She'll be, I think she'll be, she's out there someplace celebrating. Because there's never been anyone in the history of American politics so crooked or dishonest as Joe Biden. <laughs> Tucker Carlson has left Fox News, and I see this as a great harbinger. The beginning of the end for the mainstream. Two of the highest profile cable hosts out of a job. Oh, yeah, and Don Lemon left CNN as well. Tucker Carlson, who was regularly drawing 3 million viewers a night, parted ways with Fox News. And then, just an hour later, Don Lemon tweeting he is out at CNN. Where Tucker Carlson goes next will inform us a great deal about our political landscape. If he joins an independent news organization, that's going to be fascinating. It will demonstrate where the power is moving, and it will show us why authoritarian, centralized systems of power are doubling down on trying to censor, control, surveil, prohibit, smear, destroy any alternative voices because they recognize that now we can all communicate instantaneously and challenge any narratives that they put forward. That's why they've become ultra propagandist. Stay free. See it first on Rumble. It's time. It's time for No Hostages Radio, episode 214. It will appear on May 6th, 2023. Welcome this morning, today, or tonight, whenever you're choosing to listen to it. Uh, happy to have you with us. Uh, I can be reached, Lou Benninger, at 530 you can text me or call me there. I'm on the left coast, 530-713-1838. You can email me at lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com, nohostagesradio.com. So you could listen 
to all the previous podcasts on that site. And there are a bunch of articles there I've written in the past. So that's a way you can get to us. If for some reason you're not using your podcast source, you can go there and grab whatever you want. Let's see. We also do a live show. You can listen to that by going to our podcast site, nohostagesradio.com, and click on the KMYC or Listen Live icon. And we do a live show on each Saturday from 10 a.m., to 1 p.m. That's for you folks that didn't learn those p.m.s and a.m.s. That's 10 in the morning to 1 in the afternoon. Uh, <clears throat> I think that should cover it. And I uh, wanted to mention, uh, let's see. Well, uh, let me just start off with this. I usually try to include some people that have died from the COVID jab. Now, they don't state in the paper. They're not allowed to state in the paper or on the media that they died from the jab because there is suppression of the truth in the media. So <clears throat> I noticed this. It kind of, uh, I've been, actually I've read hundreds of people that have died, uh, particularly young people in great health, track stars, swimmers, amazing athletes, football players, basketball players, baseball players. So this caught my attention today when I saw U.S. track star and three-time Olympic medalist Tori Bowie. Tori Bowie, T-O-R-I-B-O-W-I-E, Bowie, or Bowie. Tori Bowie, 32 years of age. Can you imagine? I, I'm almost twice as old as her. Tori Bowie a U.S. track and field star, not just a great player, great participant, a star, who won three Olympic medals, was a world champion, said the cause of death is unclear. Really? How unclear is it ever going to clear up? Found dead on Tuesday in Florida. And... Uh, she former world former 100 meter world champion and three-time olympic medalist tori bowie 32 uh let's see she was she ran in the rio olympics in 2016 winning a silver in the 100 and bronze in the 200 and the anchor leg on a four by 100 team with tiana bartoletta etc etc a bunch of people and uh, to take gold. Rose, uh, she was raised in Sand Hill, Mississippi by her grandmother. She was put in a foster home of some, so some sort. Left at a foster home and her grandma went and scooped her up and raised her. And she ended up a famous Olympian. Isn't that amazing? She thought she was going to be a basketball player, and then they recruited her on the track team. For all you that think, oh, we ought to just uh, abort that person, abort this person. Amazing young woman. What a sad ending because of the jab. Thank you, supervisors and county health officials. You get to murder without any consequence. And this kind of goes along with it. This is a, 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 a short story someone sent along this week. 
says, I caught my neighbor leaving his 12-year-old son home alone, and he has not come back in six hours. This person's writing in somewhere to an advice column. I caught my neighbor leaving his 12-year-old son home alone, and he has not come home back in six hours. Should I call CPS? I remember back in the day when I got to went through the hunter safety course and got to get my hunter's license, <clears throat> and I used to walk out of Marysville at 12 years of age and go shoot my shotgun, try to hunt ducks outside the Marysville city limits. Listen to this. I, I caught my neighbor leaving his 12-year-old son home alone, and he has not come back in six hours. Should I call CPS? This person responds, At five years old, I was put on a John Deere tractor with a disc attached and told to till that field. Dad said, don't run over a fence and don't drive into the woods or into the creek. Come find me when you run out of gas. At 12, my older brother and I, 10, 12 and 10, were milking 15 cows five nights a week while my dad worked second shift in a factory and my mom was in the house taking care of our four younger siblings. Seems like we made babies out of far too many kids today. Your neighbor's son will be just fine. You should stand up, be a neighbor instead of a pest, and tell the father the kid can call you or call come over if ever an emergency arises. Man, how far we have fallen, how far we have fallen. Well, this came over today. I noticed it was passed on to me. Says it's a tough blow to Gavin Newsom and the California Democrats who regularly preach about California superiority superiority over red states. Two newly released data sets highlight the ongoing California exodus and the billions in taxpayer dollars that have relocated to red states. New this is from the IRS 2021. This is amazingly like two years ago now. This is shocking. From 2021 IRS data shows that blue high-tax states hemorrhaging residents and tax dollars with California literally leading the pack, while low-tax red states are gaining the most. The highlights of the, of the study, California lost $29.1 billion in adjusted gross income in 2021, more than any other state and triple what it lost just two years before. Today, California faces a $30 billion budget deficit. Florida and Texas had the highest adjusted gross income, or AGI, gains in 2021 with a major assist from former Californians. More than half of Texas' $10.9 billion income gain came from California, while $3.5 billion went from California on down to Florida, and another $4.4 million went to Nevada. A lot of people went to Nevada. The new numbers also mirror job growth numbers in those states. With, with uh, It's talking about those red states. Employment growth in Florida, 4.5%. Texas, 4.3%. Far outpacing California, 2.5%. Today, California ranks 45th in the highest unemployment rates by state, sitting comfortably near the bottom, surrounded by fellow 
Democrat-run states. Is it any more apparent, people? It, is it any more apparent how screwed up? California population has dropped to 38.94 million. That's 2021 figures. Population decline occurred in seven of the 10 largest cities in California, including four largest. 46 of California's 58 counties lost population, including the three most populous. Sacramento B notes the reason for the continuing population decline means fewer people moving to California and more people moving away from California. Why? Family? Want a, want a better family life? Cost of living? Job factors. You know, California just isn't, isn't kind to the family. They just hate kids here. Molest them, abort their kids, give them gender changes. San Francisco Chronicle wrote in May 1 of 2023, California Democrats, this is amazing, the Chronicle is very liberal. California Democrats may praise the horrible job that they are doing, but the numbers just don't lie. Californians are leaving in droves, taking their tax dollars with them, and finding a new home in the very red states that Gavin Newsom loves to hate. Democrats' failed one-party rule has led to rising prices, soaring taxes, surging crime, failing schools, a homeless crisis, and a near $30 billion budget deficit. It's time for Newsom and California Democrats to wake up and embrace Republicans' good governing and smarter policies that will help to fix our broken state. That was in the Chronicle. It wasn't an editorial. It was uh, written by the GOP chairwoman who makes about a quarter of a million dollars for doing hardly anything, Jessica Milan Patterson. Not a bad paragraph, but she doesn't do much for the Republican Party here. Let me slip down here. There, let me just read you this as another little meme that came through. The Democrat Party is the world's most successful hate group. Won't you think about this? It attracts poor people who hate rich people, black people who hate white people, gay people who hate straight people, feminists who hate men, environmentalists who hate the internal combustion engine, and a lot of bratty college kids who hate their parents. However, the real secret of the party's success is that it attracts the support of journalists who hate Republicans and therefore work tirelessly to convince the rest of us that we should vote for Democrats. You ever thought about that? Well, I hope it gives you pause, just gives you a little pause. Let's see what else I could just kick off. We got a few more minutes here. I, I'm just trying to fit in things that make it a real productive first 20 minutes. Get off to a real strong start. This is interesting because, you know, it's very hard to get information out of government. And we're working at it at the, at the county level, city level, county level, at the Yuba College district level. Very hard to get information. So the Daily Caller News Foundation reporter Megan Brock, uh, 
she got into a fight with the government over in Bucks County, Pennsylvania in 2002. And uh, she wanted information about their COVID policies. And they didn't like it, so they sued in in court. The Bucks County government sued in court to block her from getting information about their communications about the COVID mandates. So Judge Denise Bowman conducted an in-camera, not quite sure what that is, review of the records on uh, April 28th. She said that more than half of Brock's requests, Megan Brock requested certain records. I'm going to tell you what those are in a minute. They'll blow your mind. More than half of the requests were made under the state's right to know law, RTK, they call it. And the judge said that the records had been withheld in bad faith, which is the condition of most of the government employees stopping telling their constituents their bosses, what the scoop is. She ordered, the judge ordered the county to release certain documents and pay $1,500 in sanctions for each of the two lawsuits brought up, brought against them by Brock. The maximum she could have got the, got Brock under the RTK law. These court decisions are tremendous victories for the right to know and parents and, and of citizens said Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton. Oh, Tom Fitton is just everywhere. They are cranking it up over there at Judicial Watch. Thank you, Jesus. He says, indeed, the court recognized the bad faith nature of the outrageous government lawsuits against our client, Megan Brock, for daring to ask questions about crazed COVID school shutdowns. Brock, one of the county county parents on the forefront of the fight to keep schools open during COVID-19, called the ruling a win for every person in Bucks County, regardless of their political flavor. Government transparency is a critical component of our constitutional republic, said Brock. No one should be abused by their government and have their government weaponized against them for simply doing their due diligence as a responsible citizen. Brock started requesting information on February 7th, 2022. Sought all the communications about Bucks County Health Department school guidance and all communications director of policy and communications Eric Nagy had with board vice chair Dwayne. List about, in other words, a lot of communication between key people in the county. Her second request made on March 8th, a month later, 2022, asked for the August 23, 2021 email containing the final copy of the Bucks County COVID-19 amended school guidance, which sent to acting chief operating officer, Margaret McKevitt. Our kids have been thrown into a crisis due to the harsh COVID lockdowns and prolonged school closures. They deserve answers as to why and how these decisions were made so that we can do a better we can do better and learn from the mistakes of the past. That's so gracious of her to say it that way. I'm so thankful for this outcome, and I can't adequately express my gratitude to Judicial Watch and my attorneys. Bucks County did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Well, that's just poor sportsmanship, isn't it? Screw those people. All those people out there that are liars in government taking two three hundred thousand dollars a year out of the coffers and flipping everybody the bird disgusting people
It's disgusting. All right. I wanted to mention uh, that uh, if you want to keep track of what's going on in different topics of loss of freedom and loss of rights and corruption in 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 uh, in our country, in your in your cities, in your counties, you can go to a website that we created during the COVID epidemic, and now we've we are evolving, if that's even a word. We're changing that website to be more relevant to today. And so if you want to go to that website and check it out, you can go to Freedom Co. Just like Freedom Coalition, Freedom Co. All one word, freedomco.net. And see if you won't like that. It won't cost you a nickel to go there. Just put freedomco.net in your browser and just have at it. Just go up there and check it out. I also wanted to give you, for you local people up here in Northern California, we're going to have all kinds of taxes going on the ballot to raise your taxes. City, county, school districts, community college district. Everybody's going to be wanting more of your money. We're about tapped out up here in, in Northern California. I don't know about, how about you and wherever you're listening from. Uh, but I wanted to mention... If you want to go to a couple websites, go to the Yuba College Bond at number five, hyphen vote no. Yuba College Bond, hashtag, like the number, hashtag five, hyphen vote no. Yuba College Bond, hashtag five, hyphen vote no. Go there. Go to Sutter County Say No to New Taxes. These are Facebook pages. Sutter County Say No to New Taxes. Or Live with Lou. <clears throat> Live with Lou is my my site facebook to learn other information stay up on what's going on around here but some of you aren't here so some most of my topics are general because you might get frustrated with me just talking about local yokel stuff so uh let me go down here i'm just moving on down i'm going to cover this we're just got 30 seconds or so yet Left Randy Thomason. He has uh, SaveCalifornia.com. Randy Thomason is one of the top lobbyists for pro-life and family life and good life and Judeo-Christian ethics in Nor in Northern California. Probably is known far and wide beyond that. But uh, I want to read some of the highlights of a letter he just sent out, electronic letter that I think is uh, powerful and typical of Randy. So we're going to come and take a break and play you a few clips right now, and then I'll be right back. Now, when I talked to God, I knew he'd understand. He said, stick by me and I'll be your God in hand. But don't ask me what I think of you. I might not give the answer that you want me to. <laughs> about certain statistics because one thing that I think you might agree on is that there has been and people may not be aware of is that there has been a sea change at who is running the college yes. it used to be the professors <laughs> right and now it's administrators some of the numbers I find mind-boggling Yale has 5,307 undergrads 
and 3,500 administrators. Yeah. Um, Stanford has 10,896 managerial and pro professional staff. These are not the professors. 10,000? First of all, what do these people do? <laughs> what do the... 3,500 and the 10,000 uh, people do at Yale and Stanford. I'd love to know. Well, hi there, adult human females. There seems to be some confusion. So we have decided to hold this press conference to provide some clarity with an official statement, okay? The official statement is this, that males are just gonna take it from here, okay? So thank you all, just thank you. You see, males are just better than you at pretty much everything, <laughs> okay? Wearing bras, wearing makeup, drinking beer, I mean, playing sports, so. You see, they just do it better than you guys do, so. <laughs> I mean, males are better at playing you than you are at playing you. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. Don't, don't hate the messenger. <laughs> you guys tried though. I mean, you really, really tried. And it was so cute to watch you all try. But males, males are gonna take it from here, okay? They just, they're, they're just, they're gonna take it from here. You all had a real good run though. I mean, you did. You had such a good run. <laughs> You guys fought, you fought so hard for equality and it was just precious to watch you all fight so hard. But it's, it's done now, okay? The males are gonna, like I said, they're gonna take it from here. It's time though, it is time for you to submit to male dominance in every aspect of our culture, okay? And if you speak up on this or you try to fight against this, we will bully you into submission and silence, okay? I mean, we will ruin your life, okay? We will call you a bigot and we will harass you until you keep your mouth shut on this, okay? Okay. So that's our statement. That is our statement statement okay you guys tried though and thanks for trying but males like i said males are gonna take it from here okay any questions the cartels who really run Gidrow, they added fentanyl to the meth which is the biggest cause of overdose deaths in la among people who are homeless i just learned last week why they added the fentanyl because meth even though it's hard to get over if you have an addiction. The cartels added fentanyl because fentanyl makes you sicker trying to get over an opioid addiction than meth ever did. So not only are they pouring cheap meth on Skid Row, but they're pouring cheap meth mixed with fentanyl to make the addiction harder for people to overcome. And here you have our federal government, our state government, our city and county cooperating with the cartels by allowing the harm reduction model.
which requires the free flow of alcohol and drugs. So is there any wonder why we have more people devastated by homelessness and it's growing at an exponential rate? It's like a free fall. No matter what money you add, it's not going to be enough. I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. Well, why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies. Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to just take? You're going to keep it in a box? Here, I've got an idea. Suppose you agree that he can't actually have babies, not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Roman, but that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea, Judith. We shall fight the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother. Sister, sorry. What's the point? What? What's the point of fighting for his right to have babies when he can't have babies? It is symbolic of our struggle against oppression. Symbolic of his struggle against reality. As I got on a city bus and found a vacancy, I thought I saw my future bride walking up the street. Shouted to the driver, hey, conductor, you must... Slow down, I think I see her. Please let me off this bus. Nadine, honey, is that you? Whoa, Nadine, honey, is that you? Every time All right, I second see segment of six. So I want to give a shout out to All Power Services. At uh, 530-844-0347. Once again, 530-844-0347. All Power Services takes care of all your broken power. Fun stuff, tools, apparatus, vehicles. Anything that's got power to it. Well, it's got gas power, electric power, diesel power, steam power. They make it. They make it happen. They fix it. They put it back in your hands so you, the money you spent for it isn't going to waste. They're going to make it operable again so you can be back in the saddle again. They're in South Yuba City, 1469 Stewart Road, just outside the city limits, 1469 Stewart. That's west of Highway 99. Very easy to get to, super duper. You can text or call that number, 530 844 0347 Will Fanning will probably answer the phone He is the main man there And he will take care of your Broken stuff from little stuff Like even weed eaters and Mowers and things like that To a big old Tractor trailer rig He can do it all I've seen him rebuild trailers With hydraulics All kinds of stuff Water blasters Pressure washers Amazing things. Get, check it out. Get your stuff out, all your broken stuff, your chainsaw. You haven't used it in years. It's dull. Have him sharpen the blade. Get it all tuned up so it's, it's actually beautiful. Also, Alan's Auto Body. The Clark family, they run Alan's Auto Body at Tea Garden and Sutter in Yuba City. They fix your car after it's been in a fight or your motorcycle or whatever vehicle you're using to get around, they will make it just like new after you've got a boo-boo happening. 
So if you give them a call, they'll expect you, 530-671-1057, 530-671-1057. Or you could just show up at Tea Garden and Sutter and then look for the building with the big, bright, canary yellow racing stripe around it. You can't miss it. And just pull in there and just say you heard about it on Lou Benninger or Lou at No Hostages Podcast. Okay, will you do that? Just Then they'll know you came from... Good DNA, okay? All right. So we're going to go back down here, and I'm going to get, tell you a little bit about what Randy Thomason was telling me earlier today. Because I support Randy Thomason. You should, too. You could. You can support him by sending uh, money to savecalifornia.org. And if you go to that website, they even probably have a post office box if you're old school and you want to send some money in, in an envelope or something like that. But Randy says uh, no more, as, as reported Monday and Tuesday, no more COVID vaccine requirements for federal workers, including employees and contractors, as well as international travelers. Foreign travelers to the United States, Head Start educators, healthcare workers, and non-citizens of, of the U.S. border will see vaccine mandates lifted however in context most of these biden and company mandates have already been stopped or several successful by several successful lawsuits and also by congressional republicans the, the covid fraud is slowly slowly coming to pass like trying to pull out a bad wisdom tooth so the only infect mandates that will newly end are for health care workers and non-citizen air travelers which can't come fast enough <clears throat> when may 11 arrives in the something that says because newsom and Co company ended its mask and jab mandates on april 3 now biden's are ending on may 11 you know, it's just it, all this stuff is was just a total scam and fraud. It, it it bugs me to even have to go over and read it. But if you go to uh, SaveCalifornia.org, uh, you may see this same thing I'm reading. And uh, it says after three years of tyrannical lie-based mandates. You understand what I'm saying? They're based on lies. After three years, the tyrannical lie-based mandates are ending. Then he goes on down here, and he lists date by date articles by amazing men, Alex Berenson, Steve Kirsch, Dr. Peter McCullough, and Dr. Joseph Mercola. All you have to do is click on them, and you can go to the articles that are amazing uh, on all kinds of shocking topics about the fraud that was perpetrated on the American people. So I'm not going to go through all those, but they're April, lots of Aprils. We're talking about 20 or 30 articles that if you're wondering about where we get all this information, these are amazing, high profile, not celebrities. These people actually accomplish something. So then, then uh, Randy goes on to say with the emergency use authorization COVID shots now being added to the CDC childhood vaccine schedule a baby born in the United States this is shocking to me this is no wonder we have so much 
autism. The, these, these experimental shots have now been added to the CDC childhood vaccine schedule. You understand the CDC, the, the uh, uh, Centers for Disease Control, is not a U.S. government organization. It's privately funded. He says a baby born in the United States can now have 42 doses of vaccines injected into them before the age of five. You know, people, that's criminal. That is not health. That's criminal. There is no reason for that. All that is doing is making the pharmaceutical industry billions of dollars. And, you know, they're they're immune to any problems. If one of those kids dies or gets sick or has autism. He said, and if a child misses a few vaccines or misses their well-child appointment with their pediatrician, no problem. As you can see from the image at the top of this article, pediatricians are trained to inject multiple doses into babies and toddlers during one single visit to to the doctor. Even though there are zero studies, listen to this, there are zero studies on the effects of injecting multiple doses of vaccines at the same time into babies and toddlers. It ain't right, people. Don't do it. Judy Mikovits, I have a clip on the front of freedomco.net, and she has a picture of Judy looking really close to the camera, saying, if I could get convince you of one thing, it's don't take any more vaccines. Randy says if the baby or toddler dies after these injections, it will be classified as SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. This is infanticide by vaccines and a way of reducing the population, and it is already happening. The Food and Drug Administration continues infanticide by vaccine program, giving emergency use authorization for fourth COVID vaccine for babies and toddlers under the age five. Unbelievable. I've been telling you SaveCalifornia.org. It's SaveCalifornia.com. He says it's part of the Campaign for Children and Families, a statewide 501c3 nonprofit organization, working, leading, fighting for your rock-solid values and hard-won liberties since 1999. He actually sits in for me on my radio show when I'm overseas. All your contributions are tax deductible. I don't work for Randy. I I don't get any money from Randy. I like Randy. I think he's doing a great job. I like what he does. I like his value system. I like what he stands for. So please send him some money. Don't expect that these people are going to live forever. You know, none of us are living forever. And you think, like all the people used to like Rush Limbaugh, you can take people for granted after a while. Then all of a sudden, boom, they're gone. And you have to get used to living without them. Did you know that your favorite hospital became a death and murder facility? Medical murder during COVID? Lawsuits are being filed, did you know that? All over the place against hospitals that allegedly murdered, murdered people's loved ones. By putting them on remdesivir. Or on a ventilator. You know remdesivir is a drug. That's it's a it's a loser drug. It killed fifty three percent of the Ebola patients it was tried on. The government told hospitals that they would put patients 
COVID patients. I'm putting quotes around that because there really was no COVID. It was just a bunch of symptoms they called COVID, like could have been flu symptoms. They put them on remdesivir, which killed them. They put them on a ventilator, which killed them. After they said they were full of COVID or they tested positive for COVID with a fraudulent PCR test. Rather than treating patients with nutrition, vitamin D, zinc, C, quercetin, all kinds of things, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and perhaps safe and effective drugs, like I just mentioned, most medical institutions in America followed the script like they were ordered to, or in exchange, they raked in money for compliance. Yep, that's what happened. So let me just get, I want to pick out some highlights here. The ritual progress in predictable stages was like this at the hospital, all the way around the country. First, the patient is isolated from the family who are unable to advocate for their loved one or monitor what's happening. Next, the patient is diagnosed with COVID-19 or COVID pneumonia, even if they came to the hospital with a broken arm. Then they bullied, they were bullied into getting remdesivir, a highly toxic drug which killed 53% of Ebola patients who had the misfortune to take it. Next, they are placed on a BiPAP machine at a high rate, making it difficult for them to breathe. Their hands are often tied down so they can't take the BiPAP machine off their face. This progression towards induced death was the norm at American hospitals, which murdered countless patients via the COVID protocol, and it even gets worse. As the patients writhe in agony, psychiatrists are brought in to diagnose them with agitation and then sedate them. Now, shot up with remdesivir, sedated with drugs that make it tough to breathe against the BiPAP ventilator and strapped down in restraints, the victims are denied food and sometimes don't even get some water. Should they try to summon help, they may find the hospital played a vicious trick on them, placing their phone call and call button for the nurse out of their reach. In the final stages, they're intubated and slowly die alone, left to rot in a skeletal corpse with bed sores. The writer says, or asks the question, is this America? As usual with, with most things in the United States, the impetus behind the mass murder machine was none other than money. Doctors and nurses who pledged to do no harm during their medical school days were lured with dollar signs into betraying their oath and murdering people for profit. It turns out the federal government incentivized the mass murder by sending taxpayer dollars to hospitals every time they killed another patient that was labeled COVID. The Association of American Physicians and Surgeons explains it like this. Our formerly trusted medical community of hospitals and hospital-employed medical staff have effectively become bounty hunters for your life. Today, people tell me, Lou, I don't want to go to the hospital. I don't feel well, but I don't want to go to the hospital. I'm afraid they will kill me. Do you know they removed? Did you know that you not only have civil rights, but you have 
you have rights in the hospital. Do you know that under COVID, the government removed your civil rights as a patient? Patient's rights. None of this would have happened without the passage of what we call the CARES Act. How insidious is that name, CARES? Like they care for us and they kill you. This is like Planned Parenthood killing children. They're planning to be a parent, yet they kill the very baby they're talking about. The CARES Act passed in 2020 under Donald Trump apportioned $2 trillion in stimulus money to pay off hospitals to commit mass genocide. It provided gigantic bonuses to hospitals to institute federal protocols on COVID, ensuring that COVID would be massively diagnosed and created with and created with deadly combinations of rendisivir ventilators and other lethal inject methods. COVID was a psychological operation designed to tyrannize and depopulate the population of the world. If you want to learn more about that, you can go over to a website called Genocide News. Just go over there. Get your head out of your rear end. And if you think you're so right, you know, we got people making hundreds of thousands of dollars in our counties right here, just just like backing up killing people, just endorsing those jabs, totally ripping people off. It's, re it's really a sad situation. You know, it's interesting. If Have you ever read <clears throat> anything about, I've been reading about the Holocaust, the Nazi Jewish Holocaust. And about the Nazis, I was reading, been reading a lot about the Nuremberg trials because I think we need to have Nuremberg trials 2.0. And uh, it wasn't good enough for the Allies to beat the Germans and the Italians, the Nazis. It wasn't. It wasn't good enough. So what? What would? What could you do beyond just whipping a military force? Well, you would have. Trials for crimes against humanity where the leaders and the followers were tried for crimes that were over the top, even during war. Boy, you think, man, that'd be pretty bad just killing somebody, but, but they raped people. They tortured people. They experimented with drugs on people, with children, shot them full of all kinds of funky chemicals, see what would kill them, how fast they would die, played around with them, had sex with them. Little kids, pedophiles. So the Allies got together and they had a thing called the Nuremberg Trials. Oh, you should look it up on the internet. It's fascinating. And another thing that's fascinating, even before the war started, it's so interesting, the mindset, the evil that sets in a country, kind of like here. The evil that set into Germany where they brought kids that were needy kids. Some were Down syndrome children. Some had a little bit of mental illness. Some were autistic. Some had a cleft palate. Some had one leg deformed or, or an arm, or maybe they were blind. And they had hospitals where the Nazis decided they needed to clean up their own population. So they began to send these kids to ho hospitals that were run primarily by nurses who put them to death. Isn't that fascinating? 
these nurses got so turned around mentally that they thought they were doing the world a service and a blessing by snuffing out the life of these children, these little children. Two and three nurses would work together, taking life, one after another after another. Just They'd bring the kids in by busloads into these hospitals, never to return to their parents again. My, 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 it's happening today. It's happening today. And they're, they're, they're calling the population of the world, removing anybody that they can. Even people like our track, brilliant track stars and singers and wonderful, talented people at the top of their game. They're, even, they're not even telling them. They're deceiving them to just say, you know, we need to get rid of so many people. There's a guy that I've been following here. You could follow it, too, called the COVID blog. You should start following it, called the COVID blog. And he maintains that, there, that the population of the world since about two years ago has gone down. You know, the, they're all population people are, oh, the population is already going up. It's going up. We can't handle it. We can't handle it. The, the man at the COVID blog says that he believes the world population has shrunk by 1 million people since all this. And we're going to spend some time talking about it. So uh, we're going to be back here. We got another, uh, we're going to go into our third segment. And uh, that'll take us up to our halfway point of the show. We'll be right back. <laughs> To the storm of all storms. Yes, the storm is upon us. Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot buy our security of one nation under God. Our freedoms in Christ our Savior from the threat of the devil any longer. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this. But every lesson in history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning Christian liberal friends refuse to face. Our priests, our pastors, and now, sadly, even our Pope. That his policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives us no choice between peace and war. Only between fight and surrender. If we continue to accommodate... Continue to back and retreat. Eventually, we will have to face the final demand, the final ultimatum, and what then? When Satan has told his own, he knows what our answer is going to be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of his cold war, and someday, when the time is right, to deliver his final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary because you see by then we will have been so weakened from within, spiritually, morally, economically. He believes this because from our side, he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price or better red than dead or as one commentator put it he'd rather live on his knees with his mask on than die on his feet and therein lies the road to war because those voices don't speak for the rest of us 
You and I know it and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, well, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our beloved dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, did not die in vain. Where then lies the road to peace, you say? Well, it's a simple answer after all. That you and I have the courage to tell our enemies there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which evil must not advance. And this goes for our beautiful, beloved Constitution as well. Just barely hanging in there by a lifeline. Do we even believe in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? You know, there's no coincidence why it's in that order. Because without your life, you have no liberty. And without your life, you have no happiness. That all men are created equal, ladies and gentlemen. Not born equal. Winston Churchill said that the destiny of man is not measured by material computations. When great forces are on the move throughout the world, we learn we are spirits, not animals. And he said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which, whether we like it or not, spells duty. My fellow Americans, you and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth. I will sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We're at war now with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said if we lose this war, and in so doing lose this great way of freedom of ours, history will record with the greatest astonishment that those of us that have the most to lose did the least to prevent it from happening. Well, I think it's high time now we ask ourselves if we still even know the freedoms that were intended for us by our founding fathers. Every generation of Americans needs to know that freedom exists not to do what you like, but having the right to do what you ought. My fellow Christian warriors, set yourselves apart from this corrupt generation. Be saints. We weren't made to fit in. We were born to stand out. And that is the freedom that I wish for you. Freedom from sin. Freedom from our weaknesses. Freedom from the slavery that sin makes out of all of us. That is the freedom that is worth dying for. Kind of reminds me of the words that Mel Gibson first intoned in his Academy Award-winning film Braveheart when he said to his ragtag army, and I say to you tonight, I see before me a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You've come to fight as free men, and free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? This man says no, we'll run and we'll live. Yep, fight and you may die. Run and you'll live for at least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you have been willing to trade all the years from this day to that for one chance? Just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that you can take our lives, that you can never take our freedom. Every man dies. Not every man truly lives. You, 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 we must fight for that offer.
authentic freedom and live, my friends. By God, we must live. And with the Holy Spirit as your shield and Christ as your sword, may you join St. Michael and all the angels in defending God and sending Lucifer and his henchmen straight right back to hell where they belong. The storm is upon us. But not without Jesus, our rudder. And in the words of Reagan, evil is powerless if the good run of faith. God bless you. It's a beautiful morning. Remember that day there's, when they announced 15 days. We're going to have all these men. I have to change it. We're going to change our life, but just for 15 days. 15 days for what? To slow the spread. We don't want it to spread to anybody else who's ever got it. We don't want it to go any farther. It was tweeted by Donald Trump, our president, reinforced by, Pete, by uh, Tony Fauci on March 18, 2020. Remember that day? Seems ancient. Mainstream media called it a conspiracy called it conspiracy theory in 2020 when critical thinkers stated the obvious that the vaccines would be mandatory for all and would be rushed to the market. That's exactly what the conspiracy people said. And what happened? Actually, they, they were good doctors that said that, but they were called conspiracy theory people. Any, any contrary thing to what the agenda of the global Cabal said you were attacked. COVID-19 became a global, global religion with mRNA and viral vector DNA injections as a holy sacrament by the spring of 2021. Oh, people were proudly. It's like, I got back. I saw a deal the other day. This drug addict guy said, I got baptized. He was on Facebook, got baptized. I said, I got baptized. I'm so excited. And people were getting that injection and proud of it. They put that little ring around their head on Facebook's like, I got my vaccination. I'm saving the world. It was a religion. They were on a crusade. By the spring of 2022, 12-year-olds were collapsing and dying in school. Soccer players were collapsing and dying on the field. But you know something? The media was so amazing. They did such a great job for the government. They normalized everything. Oh, we're sorry. Oh, can you believe it? Sad, sad that he had died. He's one of the best soccer. I love that soccer team. We just don't know what killed him. It's just a tragedy that a person would die that young in life. Well, things have worsened in 2023, but more Americans are seeing the light a bit, but it's awful slow. They're very slow to wake up like Rip Van Winkle. The most pathetic found finding in a recent March Rasmussen survey was that American men, 
particularly those under age 40, were most more likely than women of all ages to report being more concerned about COVID in 2023 than they were in 2022. Okay, the writer says that makes perfect sense. Several studies continually conclude when taking cumulatively that the average 20-year-old American male today has the same levels of testosterone as the average 70-year-old man in the year 2000. He says, boys are just pussies. They said, get in the weight room, buddy. You're acting like a little girl. Society has gone to complete hell with vaccines, drag clown shows, transgender stuff, idol worship, etc., etc. The youngest generation of men in 2023 are the most submissive and obsequious in U.S. history. And they are rewarded financially and otherwise for being just that way. Little perverts. Homosexual culture is the second most important aspect of the overall depopulation agenda. Is this going to blow your mind? This is going to blow your mind right now. I'm going to blow your mind. You think I'm all down on homosexuality. I'm not. I'm like live and let live. I got a big libertarian streak in me. I know Jesus is going to call it at the end. And I've never had any homosexual uh, friends that I had relations with. I've had people I know that are homosexuals. I'm okay with that. That's what they want to do. There's a lot of things, a lot of people I know that do things that I wouldn't do. Homosexual culture is the second most important aspect of the overall depopulation agenda. How do you figure depopulation with homosexuals? Those, Those folks don't produce any children usually. It eliminates procreation. If you're going to eliminate the population of the world, you got to stop babies from happening. And that's to encourage homosexual culture, transsexual. That's why the powers that be, TPTB. The U.S., you know, has always touted itself as a land of opportunity. Now it looks like illegal immigrant males will be provided the same opportunities at financial with financial and social rewards simply for practicing homosexual culture. Do you realize that illegal immigrant males, if they dress up as a female, will get special quick amnesty? So if you can show yourself to be a cross-dresser, you get to be first in line. Think about that, folks. It's called transmaxing. Apparent significant segment of young American men, 35 and under, have given up even on trying to date and land a woman. You think, I wonder why that is. Boy, I tell you, all you have to do is travel to other countries to find out there's something unusual about American women. They're just, it's hard to find one that, that isn't kind of tweaked. I'm just telling you what I feel, and I'm telling you what the surveys show. Let me let me tell you about this. Part of this, many young American women are homosexuals and or toxic feminists who care more about their careers 
and acting like men versus building relationships. But the other part of transmaxing is the instant sexual attention from the groomed GZ and the young millennial crowd, instant social media clout, and readily available and sometimes quite lucrative economic opportunities. You think, you mean if I change my gender, I might make more money? People might, might like me better? Well, University of Pennsylvania transmaxer Will Thomas he was number 554th in the 200-yard freestyle in America. He was number 65 in the 500 freestyle and 89 overall in the 2018-19 season. He changed his name then to Leah. Remember, he was 554th, 65th, and 89th. Then he changed his name to Leah in 2021. He switched over to competing against Goyles. And he finished number five in the 200, number one plus an NCAA championship in the 500. He was nominated for a Woman of the Year awards while fulfilling his sexual fantasy of undressing in front of a bunch of naked female athletes. There you go, Leah or Willie. In a creepier criminal act, an 18-year-old male walked into the shower naked facing four high school freshman girls 14 to 15 years of age in Wisconsin on March 3rd. But he assured them, I'm trans, by the way. He's standing there with his dingling stuck out there. And he says, I'm trans, by the way. In other words, I'm a girl just like you, but I'm sure looking like a boy right now. Getting all excited looking like you girls with your clothes off. You think charges were filed? Nope, no charges. We just have to be a more understanding. The other infamous transmaxer is Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney, a boy, was a failed actor with a few hundred TikTok followers in late 2021. Then he started wearing makeup and women's clothing in March 2022. He went from a few hundred TikTok followers to 10 million TikTok followers and millions of dollars in endorsement deals for, for going from a boy to a goyle. And then radical toxic feminist Alyssa Heinerscheid, the marketing vice president for Butt Light, and the one who created the infamous Mulvaney ad campaign has taken a leave of absence. I love these liberals when they come up with all these concepts like a leave of absence. She took it amid the backlash. But Thomas and Mulvaney are inspirations for the desperate, the grifting pervert class of America. They'll probably go from money to homelessness to somebody will abuse them and kill them. Now illegal immigrants are going to get the same opportunity. Have you heard of the Dignity for Detained Immigrants Act? Dignity for Detained Immigrants. First introduced by Representative Pramila Jayapal, the Indian woman, Democrat Washington. In March 2021, despite being co-sponsored sponsored by 128 other Democrats, the bill apparently stalled. So Jayapal, along with seven Democrat 
senators led by Cory Booker reintroduced it last week. The bill provides full amnesty for illegal immigrant males wearing a dress. So all you have to do if you're a male down there in Mexico, no matter what country you're from, is throw a dress on and uh, look your best. And they will welcome you with open arms, as they say. All other immigrant homosexuals at the border includes all of them by creating a presumption of release and higher burden of proof to detain primary caregivers and vulnerable populations. These people, they consider a vulnerable population. Did you know that? A homosexual is a vulnerable population. I thought children were vulnerable populations or old people. I thought just because you wanted to poke somebody in the rear end with your ding-dong, I didn't know that make you vulnerable. A vulnerable person is anyone who identifies. I thought a vulnerable person is somebody that has an issue, a weakness. They're immature or they're feeble-minded, vulnerable, right? Or maybe they're missing a couple legs. They're blind, you know, vulnerable. But they have redefined vulnerable, and it's anyone now who identifies as lesbian, gay, transgender, queer, intersex. So if you say somebody really feels vulnerable, they're going to get a total wrong message because now they have redefined what vulnerable really means. But people who throw on a dress that shouldn't throw on a dress are being blessed at the border. Now, this is liable to just tweak your uh, brain but there was an article, I missed it back in the, in the 80s, that said Ronald Reagan, when he was in the White House, had homo pedo parties, pedophiles. Now, does that mean that Ronald Reagan was one? Some people think he was. Maybe, you know, you could, I guess I thought they vet people coming to the White House, but then I thought, well, under Obama, anybody could go there if they wanted to be weird. And... Uh, there was an article written in the Washington Times back in the day that there was some uh, child sex trade going on in the White House. And some of these youngsters lived to talk about it. It's amazing. In fact, there's a video about it. I watched it, these guys being interviewed. Uh, so in the 80s, with George H.R.W. Bush, or H.W., the old George, and Reagan, you know, they were back-to-back presidents. And then I didn't realize it, but Senate Majority Leader Trent Lott was having homosexual relations when he was over there in office, and finally he resigned all of a sudden. And then we got U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham allegedly hiring homosexual sex workers. In other words, he, need, he needs a boy for the night to keep him warm. George Santos... If you look up George on the internet, he's all cross-dressing, looking all hot and everything in his drag unit, calling himself Kitara Ravanchi. You know, this is a great reset to Potter, the great reset. You think, oh, well, they're just going to take our their money. They're going to take our utilities. They're going to take our homes. They're going to take our possessions. 
No, they're going to drive you crazy. They're also going to drive you crazy. And they're going to try to make your kid a little pervert. I'm telling you the truth, folks. I would not play games with this serious business. They're going to try to, you go into politics, they're going to spread rumors that you're a pervert, even though they are, because they want to get you all screwed up to the point where you will be controlled by them. You'll do exactly what they, what they say to do. Yeah, it's big time trouble, people. Big time trouble. I'm just going down there. I'm going to mention a couple people. We got a few minutes left here. Uh, tell you about Sorry, I just uh, I I missed a headline here somewhere. Mr. Chris Smith, 31-year-old former NFL player. He was a journeyman, just good enough to make the rosters. He's a member of the Baltimore Ravens and Houston, Texas in 2021. Mr. Smith, like late-round rookies and others just hoping to make the team, was not going to ruffle feathers in 2021 by refusing the jab. Well, he took the jab, and he passed away on April 18th. We don't get any more information from the media. They're smothering up what's going on, people. A, 20, a 27-year-old woman died while taking a bath in uh, Albano, Italy on April 17th. Her name is nowhere to be found. It's amazing these articles. Tell, oh, it's just somebody died. We don't know their name. Her name is nowhere to be found, and all mainstream media are saying about the cause of death. It was She suddenly felt ill. Well, I think a lot of deaths is suddenly you suddenly quit able to sp speak. You suddenly can't take a breath. Your, your heart suddenly stops. A female passenger on a Virgin Voyage cruise ship died on April 2 after suffering a medical emergency. She then fell from her balcony onto another woman on a lower deck. No names, ages, or anything were released. We fully expect the story to be buried completely, they say. It's amazing, just like, oh, yeah, nothing to see here, folks. 26-year-old delivery driver in Fierro, Italy, was found dead, slumped over in his delivery truck on April 21. No names, no details. A 17-year-old student collapsed and died at a Prince Edward Island, Canada school on April 14th. No name, no details. A 14-year-old boy collapsed and died in Coventry, India, England, sorry, on April 20th. Three, no name, no further details. You get that. You get the idea, people. Come on. They said here are 35 plus. I don't, I'm not going to take all the time. There's, I got 30, 40 pages of these people. Sudden deaths with nearly all of them dying in the same four ways. Cardiac arrest, hyperaggressive cancers, dying in their sleep, ruptured brain aneurysm. That's what happened to Cameron Shelton, 15-year-old Louisiana boy, collapsed and died at school. Looks like a nice boy. He suddenly went into car cardiac arrest while he was in class. 
authorities said, uh, a paper said authorities request a public use, use an abundance of caution prior to sharing any information that may or may not be accurate concerning his death. Just covering that death up. In related news, 16-year-old Justice Daniele was taking an advanced calculus course at Eastern Washington University in Spokane on March 23 when he suffered cardiac arrest. Justice luckily survived. Maddox McCubin is a 16-year-old boy at Moline High School, Illinois. He collapsed at his desk February 24 because he had a sudden heart attack. Well, these kids are having a lot of heart attacks. Wow. Leslie Swick Van S, 42-year-old Illinois news anchor, dies unexpectedly from sudden illness. Illness. We'll be right back. We're halfway through. We're going to do some more. Shut me up, I'm making more noise Turn me up or turn me down, it's your choice Black lives only matter when they got a corpse to exploit Cause the media made millions off the protests for George Floyd That's called ad revenue, they make cash selling you All the crap in the ads where they broadcast news Ooh, the network full of liars got investment capital And segments sponsored by Pfizer and the Freedom Fighters I feel like the left just plans them To infiltrate the right, it's extensive planning Then it happens overnight, it's impressive branding Make a million off a shirts that say let's go branding It's a cash grab, everyone the lab rat amazon made billions of dollars from sanitizer and black mass and that's that funny how the terrorists who attack always come from places that are oil rich and have gas democrats they don't give a damn what is this about our military trapped in the middle east can't get them out heroes are the ones who had the constitution written down y'all are using hero while describing kyle rittenhouse one cent two cent three cents four we get less and they get more by insult since we were born they want money the song it's all classified intelligence don't need to go to war to secretly be getting benefits when russia launches rockets we condemn them but there's evidence a u.s politician owns the screws they're assembled with ain't no war on drugs it's economic you make money off an inmate every jail cell is profit our prisons are privately owned illegal marijuana just mean kids smoking weed turn the dollars in their pockets let's be honest domestic threats in comparison to nuclear powers who hate the west is embarrassing still we label truckers in the convoy as terrorists and confiscate donations we have no idea where it is a pipeline Price of gas goes higher, stock market crash, everybody gets fired. Economy is weak while we trying to beat a virus. One trillion dollars in debt to China. We celebrate the smallest battles we're winning, so they can publish the headline that's gonna fuel the vision. But if we champion the crumbs, then it's crumbs that we're giving. And we don't make any progress, we're stuck at the beginning. One cent, two cent, three cents, four. We get less and they get more. By insult since we were born, they want money. Profit solving problems. 
scrub, it's soaked in blood. It's all about the money, 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 money. Every time we make a buck, they take from us. It's all about the money, 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 money. The dollar runs our lives until we die. It's all about the money, 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 money. It controls your mind and it controls my Dirty dollars fill their pockets while our coffins fill the ground. They make profits. If I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness, and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, the. So I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve, do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves, until each in its turn was consumed, and I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flame. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild, until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. We're talking about eight-year-olds and nine-year-olds and 11-year-olds and 12-year-olds. He's got over 600 images, gobs of video footage of these children. But you say this does not signal a heinous or egregious child pornography offense. And then you went on to say the defendant was merely trying to satisfy his curiosity. That's somehow a reason to only give him three months. Help me understand this. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. I would caution against extremes. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day. Let me make it a couple people before we get started here. 
that are helping me. Uh, We have a big addiction problem up in our area in Northern California, a lot of fentanyl. But Dr. Cassidy, Dr. Joe Cassidy, who works for Peachtree Health, he has three decades of experience working with addicts. And he and I have tag-teamed. I'm putting the word out that we can help you quickly. And Dr. Cassidy is doing the medical work. So what we want you to do if you're addicted to anything, make an appointment with Dr. Cassidy and just have him give you a once-over, check-over to make sure how your body's working. And then we'll recommend whether you need a inpatient rehab or outpatient-type rehabilitation outpatient treatment or you need to go on something like suboxone or something so i'm going to give you a few numbers to get a hold of and we want to get you your life back <clears throat> we have trank on the streets now azolotine uh we have inf- uh, fentanyl heroin we got everything out there speed so 530-749-3242, 749-3242, that's Peachtree Health. If you have difficulty getting through an auto attendance system there, it's not customer friendly. Please text Dr. Cassidy one time during the day to this number, 530-682-8648, 682-8648. Text it once, don't blow up his phone, and do it during the day, not at night. When you're tweaking. Or when you get frustrated, you can give me a call and uh, I will take care of hooking everything up. And you can call me night or day, any day of the week, 530 713 1838. 713 1838. Just call or text and we will get you on the way back to normal. Okay? We can help you. And uh, we'll we'll get you squared away. Give us a chance. Also, I want to mention if you have legal needs, Nellie Garcia at North Valley Paralegal. She's right across the street from the Sutter County Sheriff's Department on Civic Center <clears throat> Boulevard off Highway 20 in Yuba City. <clears throat> 1110 Civic Center Boulevard, Suite 202A. And uh, it says Jim Nielsen on it that that spot that on the sign but ignore that just go to 202a that will be her not jim nielsen you can reach her at 530-751-9289 that's her uh phone there at her business 751-9289 she's cheaper better sharper than the average attorney and nicer uh, and honest so you should get a good deal I want to mention uh, Thrifty Rooter, the plumbing people in town here, Yuba Sutter and Butte, Calusa, even down in the city of Lincoln. They, if you've got anything wrong with your uh, plumbing system, those boys can fix it. Should say boys and girls because they got ladies working for them. I think in the office, they work as a team. So let me give you the old school number where you dial it up: five three zero six seven three eight two zero one. Six seven three eight two zero one, or you can go on their website and actually look at all the services they provide. For instance, you might wonder, I wonder if they pump septic systems. I wonder if they do septic systems. Yep, they do. 
you just have to go over there and and you'll be surprised at all the services they provide you besides just getting your drain unplugged. So you can actually send them a message from that fa- uh, wa- website at thriftyrooter.net. Uh, you can look there and see what you need if you want to check those items off that what you need. Or if you're not quite sure what you need, you just tell them what the problem is. You can type it right in there and send a missive or a message through the Internet. It's a miracle. So give them a chance. They will get there quickly. They don't mess around. They got lots of people working, lots of vans. Do you have allergies where you are? <coughs> Excuse me. The The walnuts are pollinating out here. And it seems like when the walnuts come out, they want to get up in my business. And so... I'm trying to avoid getting up and interrupting the this program to wash the pollen out of my face. But I'm going to keep at it here because I'm all excited about this. Uh, so I was telling you about people that have been dying. And uh, this is interesting. This is a... Uh, Swick Van S, Leslie Swick Van S, was the former evening news anchor for NBC affiliate WGEM-TV in Quincy, Illinois. She's a pretty thing. She became a corporate recruiter for the parent company Quincy Media in 2016. Quincy was acquired by Gray Television. Swick Van S has been with the company in some capacity since 2003. She was married with two kids. Man, she started, she must have been, she looks young here. Beautiful person. So, <clears throat> Miss Swick and her family were on vacation in Naples, Florida on April 6th when she suddenly became ill. She died four years, four days later. This gal is, looks like she's in high school. She died four years later after suddenly becoming ill on April 10 in a local hospital. Gray Television required all employees to be fully vaccinated by October 1, 2021. The company fired several employees across the country for noncompliance with the vaccine mandate. Because don't you know, if you if you're an employee, you are a slave to that company. And if they want to have sex with you, they can have sex with you. If they want to tell you to put a needle in your arm, you got to put a needle in your arm. That's the way it is in America today. How about Ray Sawada? 38-year-old Canadian hockey player collapsed and died right on the ice. Holy mackerel. He was originally from B.C., Richmond. He played 11 years American hockey. Played a little bit with the Dallas Stars. He retired from professional hockey in 2016. Became a firefighter for the city of Burnaby, British Columbia. Was playing in a recreational hockey game at Richmond Ice Center on April 10 when he suddenly collapsed. Shazam! I can't believe it, Ray. He died from a heart attack. Don't tell anybody. They might think it's COVID. We can't we can't talk about it at dinner or anything or at a movie. Noah Evans, 21 year old U.S. Marine recruit, dies during physical fitness tests. Guys. That guy's not some obese guy. This guy was fit going in. This guy looking sharp. Few details are available because it's so secret. 
People like this die all the time, young people like this in great shape. Passed away while conducting a physical fitness test. We all know what that means. They took the jab. We already know that the vaccine mandate killed another healthy young man. Stop covering it up, one person said. The incident is currently under investigation. Suspicions or speculation isn't valuable to anyone at this time. Oh, let's not. It's going to hurt the family's feelings that they, if you tell them they took the jab. He was the fourth. PFC Evans was the fourth mysterious death at Paris Island Marine Base since June 2, 2021. In related news, Amanda Robinson was a 22-year-old cadet at Massachusetts Maritime Academy, a quasi-military university at Buzzards Bay. She was a senior and set to graduate in May. Miss Robinson was found dead in her dorm room, April 19th. Yeah, people die in dorm rooms all the time, taking dope. They're all dopers. That's what you're going to call it, folks. Probably won't call it anything. We just, oh, hey, what happened to that girl? Last year? Well, we never did figure it out. Just, what happened to that Marine guy? All those Marines, all those Army guys, all those Navy guys. Well, well, we just have no idea. They never, the, the case is still open. It's an open case. Just like Sarah Easton, the chief's wife who was murdered. It's an open case. We can't figure out what to call it. Suicide, murder. It just, it's perplexing. We can't, we can't deal with it. We, we came from a different generation. We, we need some of those old World War II people to solve the case. How about Julian, Julian Figuero? Figuero. 27-year-old Mexican singer and actor found dead in his home. Just like that. The star, he was a star. Had 890. You know, I mean, you are important when you got 893 Instagram followers. Doesn't matter whether you know how to do Instagram or not. You might be a really cool person, but this dude had 893,000 people that were interested in what he was putting on, what kind of makeup he was putting on. His mother... Former Miss Costa Rica, singer and actress in her own, Maribel Guardia. She had 9 million Instagram followers. That was her only child. Huh. His father was a Mexican singer-songwriter, John Sebastian, who had eight total children by five different women. Now, that's a, that's a family life right there. He was found dead. It's unclear, it says, if it was his home or someone else's home he died in. Here's what his mama said. He had died from acute myocardia infarction and ventricular fibrillation. For all you out there in all of us, that's a heart attack. How about Baba Agbahe? 21-year-old Mercer University soccer player collapses and dies out there on the field. Just dying. He's just like a healthy dude. I'm looking at him right here. He was playing a pickup soccer game on April 10th when he suddenly collapsed. <clears throat> Cause of death was sudden cardiac arrest. All these people are just dying left and right. Youngsters. How about Ronaldo Dixon? 
Oh, by the way, Mercer University, where that Baba went, vaccine coercion policy. Had to do it. You can't can't play ball, can't come on the campus unless you're jabbed with the chemical. We don't know what it is, but you got to take it. How about Ronaldo Dixon? 20-year-old South African college student collapses and dies during rugby practice. Well, he was a senior business communications guy at Stellenbosch University by Cape Town. He was in a rugby match, a tough rugby. Have you ever seen any rugby matches that weren't tough? Looks to me, all of them are tough. Tough people, tough matches. But he suddenly collapsed. Mr. Dixon was rushed to the hospital, pronounced dead upon arrival. The university has a wishy-washy, on-again, off-again vaccine policy, but Ronaldo got the jab. He's trying to save the world. How about Shannon Corbett, 44-year-old Canadian doctor, dies from sudden heart attack while on vacation. You know, there's about five, six, seven, or eight doctors up in one little province or even maybe a big city that died within a few weeks of each other. Shannon was an OBGYN. Here it is. Ontario healthcare worker. Uh, oh, I'm going to skip that. Okay. Dr. Corbett died from a sudden heart attack while vacationing in the pajamas. Andrew Pomba. 59-year-old Brazil, LGBTQ activist, DJ. He's a DJ. He dies from hyper-aggressive, post-injected stomach cancer. Look out. Hyper-aggressive stomach cancer. Lots of hyper-cancers going around. Did you know that? He was, Mr. Pombo was a die-hard vax zealot. He received his two... First two injections in the spring of 21. Said, I'm, he was a journalist, a disc jockey, homosexual, col- for, promoter of homosexual culture. He said, I've got to go get vaccinated. I'm, dude, I'm saving the world. Oh, all kinds of people swearing by him, loving him. Oh, he's, he's all talking. He says, I'm saved by the posting all this stuff, tweeting this stuff, Instagram. Oh, he said, I was, they called me at 6 at p.m. I got, already got it a half an hour to go. Everything went well. So excited. Realized my camera was on. Ha, 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 ha. I got the vaccine. I'm so proud. Now he's dead. He's all, takes all these, he's these guys, you know, the guys take selfies. That when you take a picture, not of somebody else, you take a picture of yourself. Do you know what a selfie is? Oh, he was all, he had severe, he lost over 30 pounds in just two months because he could no longer eat regular food. Got four, and then he went his head and got a fourth injection, got a flu shot. Man, he said, I don't care whether I'm dying, I'm just going to keep getting them jabs. I like those jabs. Come on, Andre, Andre Pomba. How about Michael Tambayo? 56-year-old Massachusetts doctor died without explanation. Nice-looking guy. Vascular surgeon, lost a vascular surgeon. Matthew Friedman, 19-year-old Cornell University student, found dead in his dorm room. He was a biology major at Cornell. 
in Ithaca, New York. He was originally from Marlboro, New Jersey. Few details are available. Mr. Friedman was found unresponsive in his dorm on April 12th of biology, probably going to be a doctor. Did you know that at least four Cornell University students died between January 2022 and April 2022? University changed this vaccine policy from mandatory to, to strongly recommends sometime in the spring of 2022. They started losing their cojones about that vaccine. How about Luca Ziadron? 43-year-old Italian man collapses in the bathroom, dies 12 days later. Huh. Sudden illness required a heart transplant in order to save his life. Three children. Well, they're just going on. I got, I got page after page. I got like 20, 30, 40 pages of these people. It's unbelievable. They look like nice people, people that are beautiful people from all over the world. How about Antonio Rizzo? This looks like a guy you'd like to hang out with. Italian soccer player, just never woke up. God forgot to wake him up, I guess. He resided in Supersano, Italy, near the bottom of the boot heel of the country. He played soccer for several local regional teams. Mr. Rizzo's mother was worried when her son did not come home, come out of his bedroom in the morning. She went to check on him. He was lifeless. Cause of death was cardiac arrest. Oh, my. Oh, my. These young people are having heart attacks. I thought you had a heart attack when you about had 50 pounds too much weight on your chest or around your waist or you smoked all the time. How about the 40-year-old New Zealand rugby coach, Jonathan Stroud, died suddenly from what? Oh, my God. A massive heart attack. How can that be? How can that be? Oh, man. A sudden. You know what I mean? I don't know why they call it a sudden massive heart attack. Heart attacks don't, like, creep up on you. They just, boom, they got you. It's sudden. People said it, it, it was Like, there's no good heart attacks, right? Oh, that was a slow heart attack. It was an unsudden heart attack. Oh, yeah, then there's all kinds of these women. Yeah, they got some women in here. Some of them. Oh, here's a. Oh, here's another physician education instructor at Willow Creek Elementary School. Mr. Dallas Scott Nash, 44. He died without explanation. Died of natural causes. I like this. Natural causes. That means he was a really old dude. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's only 44. He died a natural cause. He wore out his body at 44. Come on, come on, come on now. East Eagle Crest High School closed down on April 12th, but apparently reopened the next day. The Cherry Creek School District has a vaccine coercion policy and constantly promoted the injections via social media. Natural causes, and they jabbed him with a, with a killer dose. Come on. All right, we're going to take a break. And uh, I think we got two more segments to go. Yes, sir. Bob. I'll 
about President Biden and his ability to serve in a second term. Um, you see him up close, face to face. What say you? Is, up for a, is he up for a second term? What could I say? I knew if I gave the wrong answer. Oh, Chuck, 100%. Uh, incredibly sharp, incredibly probing, incredible command of the details, mm -hmm. uh, probing on the details, um, asking tough questions. Uh, absolutely. I'm incredibly proud uh, to serve in his administration. I am incredibly proud of the work that we have done across the board. Your full confidence done. he can full serve a second term? 100%. So I lied. Is he, up for a, is he up for a second term? Incredibly, 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 incredible, incredibly probing. Was Tucker Carlson removed by the spirits? Was there another realm, a mystery behind his firing? This is Jonathan Kahn. Last time I opened up the mystery behind the shooter at the Nashville Christian School. I told you of the secret behind the name of the shooter that connected her to the Bible's description of the demoniac, the demon-possessed man who brought terror and danger. I told you of the mystery of the numbers involved in the shooting that connected with a satanic number. Well, I found out more. That has to do with a name she chose to mark the killings by that go back to an ancient god actually a fallen angel a demon i'll open that up in the next posting and wait till i tell you what happened after we posted that video but in this video i want to get into what happened to tucker carlson because it's all connected to understand what i'm about to tell you you need to understand the foundation that i open up in the return of the gods the book i just wrote First, behind the gods of the pagan world are spirits. In Hebrew, they're called the Shedim. In Greek, they're called the Daimonia. We get the word demon. Second, Jesus gave the parable about a man who's delivered from a demonic spirit, but the spirit goes back into the man with seven other spirits, and the man is repossessed and more so than before. The warning for America and Western civilization is this. Any nation, any culture, any civilization that has been cleansed, delivered of such things as in the spirits, by the power of God, the word, the gospel, Jesus, if it should ever turn away from God, empty itself of God, it will not remain empty. The spirits that were cast out of it will come back into it. The ancient spirits, the gods will return to repossess the culture. And that's exactly what's happening to America. That's exactly what's happening to the West. As it's been emptying itself of God, the spirits, the gods, the demonic powers have returned and they are repossessing our culture. In the book, I identify three primary ancient gods or spirits that are actually now repossessing our culture, even our children. The Dark Trinity. The first is called the Possessor. The second is called the Enchantress. The third is called the Destroyer. The first, the Possessor turns a nation that has known God away from God, from a Judeo-Christian nation into a pagan one. It's happening. The second, the enchantress seduces a culture through the realm of sexuality. She sexualizes a culture, she destroys marriage, it's happening. The third, the destroyer, causes parents to kill their children, it's happening. Over 64 million children in America killed before they take their first breath. And I open up the mystery of the enchantress, another one, she has another side. In the Return of the Gods, I put in the ancient inscriptions that reveal that she bends the lines of gender, turns a man into a woman, a woman into a man. She takes possession of a culture. It's happening. 
She would cause men to parade in the city streets dressed up as women. She would especially possess a culture for one month, the month of June or Tamos. And she's linked to the sign of the rainbow. Well, it's all happening. What does this have to do with the removal of Tucker Carlson? Tucker Carlson was the most popular personality in Fox News, and yet they fired him. Why? Some said because he spoke some things against his bosses. It's a common thing to happen. Others said he aired some things that his bosses at Fox were uncomfortable with. One of the most interesting reasons was given that of Rupert Murdoch, owner of Fox, that he was recently engaged to an evangelical Christian woman. He had her and Tucker Carlson for dinner, and when his fiance spoke and read from the Bible and spoke of Carlson as a prophetic voice, Murdoch was not happy. And that he's not comfortable with spirituality on Fox News or getting into various issues of the culture. And not long after he broke off his engagement to that woman, he fired Tucker Carlson. Beyond those reasons, there is something bigger and deeper and darker at work. In The Return of the Gods, I wrote about what happens when the gods or spirits return to a culture, a nation. At first, you start hearing about tolerance, do your own thing. It's, it's just a strategy for the spirits to open the door of a Judeo-Christian civilization, get in the door. But once they get in the door, once they start gaining power in the culture, then a change begins to take place. We move from a culture of toleration to a culture of cancellation. That's what always happens when the gods, the spirits take over a culture. It's every knee shall bow to the new gods. Every tongue will confess to the the new religion, the ideology, the wokeism. And if you don't, the spirits will come after you. They'll seek to marginalize you, vilify you, deplatform you, cancel you, silence you, eliminate you. It's what happened when the gods took over Israel in the times of Ahab and Jezebel. It's happening now. In the Return of the Gods, I reveal how the specific gods of the Dark Trinity seek to silence, cancel those who stand in their way. Who stands in their way? In a section I call The War of the Gods, I wrote that the fury of the gods would, quote, fall first on all those who upheld the ways of God. The Christians, those who follow God's word. That's why they're targeting true Christians. That's why they're targeting the Bible. Seeking to marginalize them, vilify them, silence them. So the Nashville shooting. But not only Christians. The book says... And this is what I'm quoting from the book. Conservatives would also be targeted. The reason was simple. Conservatives sought to conserve the gods or the spirits seek to overturn. Tucker Carlson stood in their way. He became the most prominent conservative voice of America's national media against their agenda. And if you've noticed, in more recent days, he's been getting deeper. More and more, he's saying that behind what's happening in America is something spiritual. That's what the book reveals. So according to the mystery, he's going to be the target of the spirits, the entities. Recently, he gave a speech at the Heritage Foundation, and he went even further in unmasking the gods or the spirits. He basically said the forces that are taking over America and the conflict we're all in isn't natural, it's spiritual. He said, none of this makes sense. This is a quote in conventional political terms. What you're watching is not a political movement. It's evil. He said, I'll put it in non-political or rather non-specific theological terms. In the Return of the Gods, I speak of the connection between abortion and the destroyer God, who ordained child sacrifice, now is possessing our culture. Well, listen to what Tucker Carlson said in that speech. He said this, quote, But if you're telling me that abortion is a positive good, what are you saying? Well, you're arguing for child sacrifice, unquote. Child sacrifice, that was to the gods. He was connecting it to the gods. He's exposing them. 
In the book, I wrote about how the ancient child sacrifices were done to obtain material or financial gain. Well, listen to what Tucker Carlson said. He said, quote, when the Treasury Secretary stands up and says, you know what you can do to help the economy? Get an abortion. Well, that's like an Aztec principle. Actually, that's not a, there's not a society in history that didn't practice human sacrifice. Not one, I checked. Even the Scandinavians, I'm ashamed to say, it wasn't just the Mesoamericans, it was everybody. So that's what it is. Well, what's the point of child sacrifice? Well, there's no policy. This is still Tucker talking. There's no policy gold entwined with that. No, that's a theological phenomenon. He was exposing a dark principality, one of the three of the dark trinity. But he didn't just do that, he went further. He said, the, this is the other of the dark trinity, which is the enchantress, the goddess who transitioned the gender of her followers, even surgically mutilating them. So Tucker exposed her as well. He said, he spoke of the agenda to surgically alter sexuality and gender. And he said, if people say, well, let's castrate the next generation, let's sexually mutilate children, I'm sorry, that's not a political debate. That's nothing to do with politics, unquote. In other words, he's saying it is spiritual. There is a spirituality behind it, a dark force. He was exposing the force, the entity, and that is the enchantress. That's two of the three of the dark trinity. And by implication, when he spoke of the oppression and cancel culture, he's speaking of the other one, the possessor. And he said this, quote, those are manifestations of some larger force acting upon us. To totally offend the gods at the end, he said this, I've concluded it might be worth taking just 10 minutes out of your busy schedule to say a prayer for the future, and I hope you will. He called for prayer. Those were his last words. Now, there's one thing he didn't get right. He said that he was unlike those who suffered consequences for expressing their viewpoints. He said he was paid to express his. He said, I faced no penalty. Well, he did, because the battle was not natural, it was spiritual. He spoke against the spirits, the gods, he spoke against them. One of the inscriptions from the ancient Mesopotamian uh, tablets regarding the goddess says this, and I put it in the book, she says, she cuts to pieces him who shows no respect to her. She cuts to pieces. In another place, I put in this quote of the goddess from her inscription. She says, since they showed me no respect, since they did not put their noses to the ground for me, I will personally fill the mountain range with my terror. She's threatening them. The gods, the ancient spirits would come after Tucker Carlson. This is what I wrote in the same chapter. Anyone who refuses to pay her homage, anyone refusing to go along with her altering of sexuality, marriage and gender would suffer the unleashing of her fury. She would vilify them, portray them as haters. She would incite the culture against them, seek to deprive them of their livelihood, like their job, their speech and their freedom. Well, so it happened. It happened to Tucker Carlson and it wasn't natural. It wasn't about Fox, it was about the spirits he was exposing coming after him. He gave the speech which more than any other revealed the demonic forces at work in our culture. His was the most prominent voice exposing them. So they had to take him down. When did he give the speech? On May 21st, Friday. When was Tucker Carlson's last day on the air? May 21st, Friday, the same exact day that he exposed the gods, the spirits, he was taken down. It was not natural. I wrote this in the book. As for those who defied their dominion and would not bow their knee, the gods would pass the same judgment on them, think Tucker Carlson, as they had on those who resisted them in ancient times. There would be no room for them in the dominion of the gods. And so it happened. Now, the following Monday morning, I heard what Tucker had said in the speech regarding the exposing of the spirits. 
I was on a plane about to take off. I emailed my publisher and said, we have to get the Return of the Gods into Tucker Carlson's hands. This is what he's dealing with. It was Monday morning. When I got the email back from my publisher, it said Tucker Carlson just got fired. I saw the announcements of his firing within the very hour that I was led to get the Return of the Gods into his hands. I told you it's real, it's real. The spirits are back, the gods are back, and they're after you. If you're a human being, they want to destroy you. And the only way to be safe, protected, is to be born again, saved. Now, if you're a follower of God, they're after you. They want to silence you. They want you to shut up. That's why I wrote the book, to expose them and what they're planning to do and to prepare and arm God's people. They want you to be silent, but do not be silent. Stand, speak, be bold, shine the light because God is stronger than the gods. And how about doing what Tucker Carlson asked in his last words, pray 10 minutes a day for the future, for America, for the world, for revival. If you haven't gotten the copy, your copy of The Return of the Gods, it's literally everywhere. You can get it online, Amazon, everywhere. But in the next post, I'm gonna share with you the shocking revelation that I found out about the shooting at the Christian school. And wait till you hear the supernatural happening that took place after we posted the video. Until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn. Stay strong. Let's go, baby, let's go. I want to mention that uh, if you're thinking about redoing your kitchen or bath, you know, people put a lot of money into those areas because there's a lot of plumbing and electrical in there and special things in kitchens and baths, so things get a little spendy. But, man, when you get it done, you probably got to you got a part of your house there that's going to be really looking spiffy for at least 10 years, 15 years, and probably going to some of these bathrooms can go 30 years, but they may look not as bright and shiny as when you first got it. But man, if you go to greenitzconstruction.com, green with E-T-Z on the end, greenitzconstruction.com or Dave Greenitz Facebook page, you're going to see their work. They do amazing work on kitchens and baths. They do all kinds of remodel they are good at anything but uh sometimes they do entryways into houses they build outbuildings or places to barbecue out behind the house or put on decks and things like that but these boys know how to do kitchens and baths and they do amazing work and they're and the subcontractors like the tile people and the paint people flooring people lighting people design people they got the, they got some really super people and you can see it when you see the photos before and after. So you can check them out there on those two sites, greenestconstruction.com and Dave Greenest Construction Facebook page. And then if you don't, if you're not up to talking to them and you just want to sneak over a little message and ask a couple of questions, you can do that off those platforms. And Dave Greenitz, the owner, the big kahuna, he will respond directly to you. And if you really feel bullish, you can uh, you can just dial him up or you could text him and you can talk to him face to face on the phone. 
530-682-9602. And he would be happy to talk to you. And he's an easy guy to get along with because he's a friend of mine. And I've had 40 years of working with him. And uh, he's been good, good ever since I met him. So give him a shout. And then there's Monty Hecker with Elite Universal Security. And he's looking for workers, and he's looking. He's always looking for a job to do for you and solve a person's problem and get, keep their stuff their stuff. Isn't that amazing? You work really hard. You go down there, take your hard-earned money, as someone once said, buy something, take it home. Then somebody takes it from you, and they don't work for it, but they think, well, you're working for them. So they just take something that isn't yours, or they damage other people's property. Isn't that crazy? So Elite Universal Security can help you with your security questions and concerns. We've never been in a time in my lifetime that we hadn't needed more security. I'm not talking about mental health. I'm talking about just keeping your stuff your stuff, keeping your car from getting the <clears throat> the uh, catalytic converter cut off or the window knocked out or the somebody breaking in your garage or breaking in your warehouse or stealing all the fuel out of your tractors or something something right elite universal security you can go to that website at dot com after elite universal security uh if you need a job if you're looking for some extra work some people been talking to me like money's tight for them because they retired and they thought they're going to you know they were thinking money you know expenses are going to be about the same and things went nuts, so right? Who would have figured Trump leaves office and gas goes from like $2 and something to $6 and something? Who would, who would have thought? Go down to get a hamburger, cost you like you could have bought the whole cow almost back in the day. So you can give them a call at 530-749-0280, 530-749-0280, and if you... If you think, ah, I better, it'd probably help me if I picked up an extra 10 hours a week or 20 hours a week work. They could train you. They will train you on how to be a guard and get you what they call a guard card. I guess that makes you official. And they'll get you ready to go. And then they'll put you to work. Now, these guys' headquarters are down here in Yuba County, but they work all over Northern California. So your job... You may get paid out of Yuba County, but your job may be up there near Oregon, for instance, or over by the coast. So I know they got some jobs up. I've been talking to them. But I know they got jobs up there in Butte County. So if you want to give them a shout out, uh, 7490280 with a 530 area code. You can't leave that out anymore. The telephone company got all picky on us. So, uh, I told you early on, also, Monty Hecker knows people can help you with your gun needs. If you need to learn how to shoot, they got their own uh, shooting range. They got classes on how to handle a gun, safety issues, and teach you how to shoot that thing. So when you really mean it, you're going to hit the person, right? So get it together. Get out there and get some help. And they will take care of you. I'm, I'm scrolling down here, and I want to get tell you. I told you earlier about the COVID blog, 
and how they uh, they were talking about that they figured out that a billion people uh, well I'm, I'm going down here I'm sorry I'm, I'm, I'm skipping over a few things maybe I skipped over too much too fast or something there's this one People, you know, what's happening is people are dying, well-known people, and you just don't hear from them on the news anymore. That's what they're talking about here. And uh, and then and they've got high-profile people like princes, like the princess of Thailand. So then they have this section called polio and famine in Africa. Have you ever heard of the fact that the big pharma, the drug companies, go over to Africa and India and, and experiment? And they don't want to, they skip rats. They don't want to experiment on rats anymore or pigs or, or, or uh, monkeys or anything. They just go right to humans. That's what, that's a COVID vaccine's experience. Once they get the COVID vaccine figured out, then they're going to use it on rats. But they got to practice on humans. Said so the, wor- the World Health Organization, <clears throat> more commonly called WHO or the WHO, declared that the two primary strains of wild polio were eradicated worldwide in, two, in 1919. I don't know why it says 1919 and 2020. Like 21 years apart. I guess it started up again. They had to eradicate it twice. The third wild strain. Oh, I see. Okay, there was two wild strains. One eradicated in 1999. One eradicated in 2020. Then a third wild strain ex- it exists only in Pakistan and Afghanistan. But headlines like the following have been everywhere since 2022. What headlines do you think are everywhere? Oh, man. Come on, baby. My, my thing was new polio cases in Africa as Malawi launches vaccine camp- campaign. Burundi declares outbreak of circulating polio virus number two. Mozambique declares polio outbreak after identifying the first wild case in 30 years. Said wild polio was declared eradicated from the entire African continent in 2022. So where is all this polio coming from? Well, the, the, the writer says you need to ask Melinda and Bill Gates. All polio cases in Africa today, which number in the untold millions, are derived from Bill Gates' oral vaccines. These concoctions caused paralysis and or death in God knows how many kids. It's Africa, not the U.S. wheelchairs. Americas with Disability Act accommodations, etc. do not exist in Africa. A paralyzed child who cannot gather water and food for themselves and their families are essentially dead people. Most Africans refuse the mRNA and the viral vector DNA injections, but Gates and company can still convince them to get the oral polio vaccine. These genocidal madmen openly admit that they used Africans as guinea pigs for everything from mRNA injections to experimental AIDS treatments. These polio oral vaccines are open, blatant genocide, yet nobody bats an eye in the world. 
Meanwhile, the Horn of Africa experienced the driest rain season, severe doubt in over 70 years in 2022. We know the powers that be could easily manipulate the weather, create rain, and save all those people. But why? But they don't, and we won't do it. Hmm. They're wanting to kill all those brown people, folks. This this global reset, look at the dudes who are running it. There ain't no black people over there. Pretty gnarly. So, in West Africa, more than 48 million people are on the verge of starvation, the most in over a decade. The nonprofit SOS Children's Village estimates that a total of 227 million are on the verge of starving. When, you, when you're not feeling well, you can't work. That's about one in five people across the whole continent. Oxfam International estimates that one person starves to death every 48 seconds in Africa. The combination of the vaccine, the polio vaccine, the drought, the famine, perpetual war, fighting over crumbs, even a few mRNA and viral vector DNA deaths makes makes an educated guess of 300 million excess deaths across the continent since 2020, quite conservative. That means there's an average number of deaths every year in every country in the world, and it's pretty steady. But all of a sudden, you're getting an excess deaths. That's above the average. That's 300 million above the average across the continent of Africa. That's the whole area of Africa. You got it? So another billion gone by the end of the year. No over overpopulation. We're talking about a population going from seven point some billion down to the 6 billion area. Let me, let me give you some ideas how we think this through. U.S. public schools have experienced record, deli- record declines in enrollment since 2020. Some of that can be attributed to homeschooling due to all the weird homosexual curricula in California, Oregon, and Washington and other liberal areas, but at least 71% of American 12 to 17-year-olds have received at least one mRNA shot. That number is 40% for 5 to 11-year-olds. Do you remember the uh, World Cup 2022? Remember that? In Qatar, 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 however you say, K-A-T-A-R, Qatar, 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 Qatar. Take your pick. You know, the World Cup is massive. It's the World Cup for soccer, or football, they call it. They were expecting 1.2 million visitors to Qatar. For the month-long tournament. How do they think that? Because in former World Cups, that's a no-brainer. People love it. Instead of 1.2 million, they got less than 800,000 fans showed up. While several journalists covering the event collapsed and died. When did you hear that? Have you ever heard at the Super Bowl at the the, uh, World Series, Baseball World Series, the NBA Series, right? Journalists drop dead. This is crazy, people. Nearly all downtown areas, think of this now, nearly all downtown areas in big U.S. cities are practically deserted. Just this week, I read where Nordstrom's, you ever gone to a Nordstrom's 
I have years ago. I used to buy some pretty nice clothes. Not not really extraordinarily nice, but just decent clothes. Because where I worked, we, we didn't have to wear a suit, but we wore nice clothes. So sweaters and khakis and stuff, right? So one time I, I, I went to a big city. I think it was in San Diego. I went to a Nordstrom's. And I thought, wow, really, this is like an amazing store. So much. The service is so amazing. And I used to read about Nordstrom's service in books on business. So the two Nordstrom stores in San Francisco and the Nordstrom outlet in San Francisco all are closing. You know why? Dangerous. When when the cops, when the government cannot guarantee a safe environment, you can't you can't have a sex, successful business unless it's like killing people. I mean, you could take contracts out and kill people and get away with it, but you can't have a normal safe businesses. So d- nearly all downtown areas in big U.S. cities are practically deserted. Look at Sacramento, and they just allowed the city, they let Antifa burn that thing up. I'm not interested in going to downtown Sacramento, or I, I don't plan ever to go back to San Francisco, not once before I pass out of here. I might drive through San Francisco, go to the airport, and get on a plane, but I am not, I have no interest in going down. I don't care what they got going on, but. That used to be a really special place for me to go with my family. My family would take a little vacation down there, spend the night, go to a baseball game, go out to a dinner, special dinner. No more. A lot of people are still working for home for sure, but retail spending in downtown Boston was down 25% in 2022 compared to 2019. Downtown Pittsburgh has experienced a 50% reduction in broken workers. I mean, excuse me, 50% of workers visiting the downtown area from 2020, January to 2022, December. Las Vegas welcomed 38.8 million tourists in 2022, down from 45 million, 45.5 in 2019. It's a huge drop, people. You know, if you drive around my area, which is a small town here, there are more and more windows that are boarded up. You know what happened? Crazy people on the streets are knocking out the windows. And windows are expensive. So, you know, a businessman just at some point you just throw a big old thick piece of five eighths plywood in there. The powers that be want you to believe that the world's population increased from seven point eight billion in January twenty twenty to eight point zero two eight billion today despite nearly all the countries reporting record excess deaths and record low births in the same time. How can that be? Well, it can't. Not to mention the polio vaccine and famine genocides in Africa. But the powers that be have no problem insulting people's intelligence intelligence to ensure their narrative that the population is growing. Most of the genocide deaths we're seeing now are those who received boosters in 2022 or the first two shots or one Johnson and Johnson shot in the first six months of 2021. Again, all we can do is report what the experts and the victims say. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, who was actually here in the Sutter County area speaking during the COVID conference, Amazing doctor. 
Sherry Tenpenny said back in 2021 that vax, the VAX recipients would develop antibody-dependent enhancement, ADE, within 40, 42 days to a year. She was correct, and most vaccine deaths happened within hours, days, and weeks after the injections from January 2021 until the slow-kill mRNA formula complete with anti-heart attack drug trimethamine, or TRIS, was introduced in August 2021. Dr. Charles Hoff, British Columbia, said back in the spring of 2021 that pretty much everyone who received the mRNA or viral vector DNA injections would develop blood clots and die due to heart failure within two years. Either had foresight or is just a genius because now nearly all deaths are coming a year or two after the first round of shots or boosters. The interesting thing is the psychology and sociology of it. A lot of people are too embarrassed to say that their loved ones, they were so bullish on the vaccine and so anti-vaccine people that they were so bullish and braggadocious and arrogant that they would never admit that they cut their loved one's life off by injecting them, particularly children and young adults. What a tragedy. The polio vaccine genocide and famine in Africa will only accelerate because nobody talks about it out of sight, out of mind. Another 1 billion excess deaths in the next eight months may be a conservative number. Global population would be under 6 billion by the end of the year. It's crazy to even think about, isn't it? But there are literally zero legitimate contrarian arguments. We'll be right back for our last segment. to read what he, he said this is a couple of weeks ago he was or maybe this is september but he was talking about people who are not vaccinated he said they don't believe in science they're often misogynistic often racist no they're mm, not that was not that, smart of him at all right he said but they take up space mm. and wow. with that we have to make a choice in terms of a leader as a country do we tolerate these people? It's like, tolerate these? Now you do sound that's, like no, Hitler. That's, mm-hmm. that, that was... uh, and recently he talked about them holding, holding unacceptable views. Wow. This, I'm yeah. surprised to hear that Trudeau said those things. You didn't see the blackface? I mean, he... <laughs> he's, he's, uh... Habakkuk said, Lord, please tell me what you're doing. And God said, no, I'm not going to tell you, Habakkuk. Because if I told you what I was doing, you wouldn't believe me. If God today told us what he's doing in the world, we wouldn't believe it. Don't you think God's given up and God's abdicated and God's left the throne? He hasn't. He's still on the throne. And those of us that know him put our trust in him and him alone. I don't put my trust in Washington. I don't put my trust in the United Nations. I don't put my trust in myself. I don't put trust in my money. I put my trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. When all the rest of it fails and crumbles and shatters, he'll be there. 
It's been four years since billionaire pedophile Jeffrey Epstein was arrested. So why do we still know nothing about him? Well, we're finding out tonight some answers. The Wall Street Journal just got its hands on Jeffrey Epstein's private calendar. And it was a lot more suspicious than Brett Kavanaugh's. Epstein was meeting with the kind of people you'd think would steer clear of a convicted pedophile. Jeffrey Epstein was meeting with one of Barack Obama's top lawyers, Catherine Rumler. She met with Epstein dozens of times. Epstein even tried to set up Obama's lawyer to work for Bill Gates. How is Jeffrey Epstein a fixer between Obama's lawyer and Bill Gates? Epstein was also meeting with Joe Biden's CIA director. He wasn't CIA director at the time. He was Barack Obama's deputy secretary of state. William Burns was working for John Kerry at the State Department and meeting with Jeffrey Epstein, a known pedophile. And then Burns becomes CIA director. Huh. Today's director of the CIA went to Epstein's Manhattan townhouse where Epstein had sex with underage girls and, you know, where he filmed other men having sex with underage girls. And William Burns went there and was then promoted to the director of the CIA. Now, I wonder if the future CIA director saw the portrait of Bill Clinton in a blue dress hanging in Epstein's parlor room. A few years later, Epstein was arrested and then hung himself in a jail cell while security cameras just happened to not be working and the replacement guards just happened to fall asleep. And two years later, Biden just happens to pick William Burns to run the CIA. So what are we supposed to think? It's never been more clear. Epstein was an intelligence asset. Not only was he working for the CIA, Israeli intelligence, maybe even Russia intelligence. So was the American government allowing an asset to traffic and molest teenage girls all over the world for intelligence? Were we allowing Epstein to commit crimes against children for blackmail material? Well, we asked the CIA director, William Burns, you know, why were you meeting with a convicted pedophile at his disgusting townhouse? And the CIA director said this, the director did not know anything about him other than that he was introduced as an expert in the financial services sector and offered general advice on transition to the private sector. They had no relationship. So Obama's State Department official couldn't have asked anybody else in the entire country for help with a job in finance. He could have called any CEO, any hedge fund manager, any banking director. But he meets with Jeffrey Epstein, a guy that doesn't even really have a real business, a guy that doesn't even have a website, a guy that is far as we know, only had one client, the CEO of Victoria's Secret. Huh. That doesn't add up, Bernsey. And this explains the sweetheart deal back in 2006. This explains the prison cell cover-up. And this explains why all the Epstein tapes went missing. Everything Epstein recorded, everything. Missing. Every property he owned. But when he died, the Fed seized all the tapes, and the only person who's ever been arrested since then was the madam, Maxwell. Jeffrey Epstein found me almost immediately. He knew exactly where I was, the location. Um, and I knew then that I was being filmed. I was being watched 24-7. There were cameras all over the island. So the CIA has all the sex tapes, and they've been blackmailing like crazy. 
This is the blackmail jackpot. Hours of video starring the world's most important people in Epstein Island, in the Manhattan townhouse, in the Palm Beach estate, in the New Mexico ranch. Bill Clinton was good pals with Jeffrey. Flew on the Lolita Express 26 times, went to his private island. So when someone does something that doesn't make any sense, maybe it's because they don't want to be doing what they're doing. Maybe it's because someone's telling them what to do and threatening to release the tapes if they don't. segment and i want to give a shout out to my friend ted holmes who i was with just a few hours ago he was helping we worked on my fence got all fixed up this year and had a rough situation during COVID. i had a bunch of people shooting heroin across the fence from me so i went and bought me some narcan in case i i was going to have to resurrect some of them from the dead and uh but they kind of was were hard on my fence over there next door and so i rebuilt part of it and then a Youngster lost control of a skateboard and blew a uh, board in my fence. So Ted Holmes came over, my friend for over 40 years. He runs Plumbing Doctor, and he runs his own contracting business and a liftoff floor company. But uh, he was over helping me and helping me do a couple of different things today where some homeless people damaged some property that I'm helping a guy take care of. and So he's fixing this and fixing that. And uh, he has Plumbing Doctor, and... Their number is an easy number, 530-671-9111. 671-9111. And uh, they serve you, Sutter Counties, and they got plenty of people to help you. They're always looking for workers as well. If you have plumbing skill and you think, oh, I hate, you know, I did all that years in the plumbing business and da da da, I retired. Well, it's up to you. I mean, you could work a couple days a week and make some pretty good money nowadays and uh, not, you know, maybe you're bored. I, I ain't retiring. You know that? It's like I don't want to sit around or sit by the lake and watch my line go into the water and just stare at it. I, I'd have to get meds. I don't take any meds, but I think I would if I retired and I went set by a creek with a line in the water. I'd have to take meds. I don't want to do that. So you might want to get a part-time job, and I'll tell you, Thrifty Rooter would take you on as well, 673 That's Thrifty Rooter. Plumbing doctor would hire you, 530-671-9111. Monty Hecker would hire you at Elite Universal Security, 530-749-0280. Plumbing doctor will get to you fast, and they will do you a good job. And uh, so I just want to give you a shout out to uh, use them if you need them. And I'm always needing all these people. I'm using fence repairs and, you know, buildings fall apart. People fall apart. Cars fall apart. I'm, I've got a professional surround. I tell people, surround your life with professionals. And they will help you make life smooth for you. Want to mention also we got Narcan that we'll give you for free if you have friends or maybe you're struggling with opiate addiction or you know here's the problem folks let's just put it simply I talked to the kids at juvenile hall this week about it. I said back in the day when I was growing up you could get a six pack 
get somebody to buy it for you. You'd be underage, and you'd go out and drink a few beers and get kind of tanked and go home and have a good old time. Unless you got in a car and drove it into a tree or something. But if you're just walking around drinking and going home and you had a crazy time with your friends, thought that was pretty cool at that age, and you went home, you went to sleep, got up a little headache or something, something, and just then you talked the next day about what a great night that was, right? But now, somebody at a party gives you a blunt to smoke, and and somebody, when they sold that to those people, put some fentanyl in there, and you smoke that. It may be the last smoke you ever have in your life, and you're only 15 years of age or 16 or 18 or 20. That's a bummer. That's one, one strike, and you are out. When I was a youngster, we got lots of strikes. You could mess up a number of times unless you drove a car and, and got in a bad accident or fell out of the back of the vehicle. Back then, we rode in the back of vehicles, in the back of a pickup, and sometimes people fall out. Anyway, what I'm telling you is that this fentanyl will kill you. It's unforgiving. And you may you may just be the nicest guy or girl and just want to have a good time. And somebody says, hey, you want to take a Xanax or you want to take this or this pill or that or it won't it, you'll, it's make you feel really good. You'll, you'll sleep good tonight. Everything. You'll have a lot of fun. Da, da, da. But somebody has put some fentanyl in there and sold that to them. They don't know it and they give it to you. And you'll die. So we've been handing out Narcan to people that are messing around, they say, experimenting with drugs. Now, that, now you're, if your parents say don't do drugs, don't experiment with drugs, your parents aren't the smartest people in the world if they're experimenting with drugs, sticking jabs in their arms. The, the danger... <laughs> Before fentanyl... The, there's more danger in the COVID jab than in all this other stuff. But with fentanyl, it takes it to another level. So there's fentanyl and there's trank. So listen, Narcan can help with fentanyl. It can stop it from killing you when, <clears throat> if you feel like you're overdosing. So you'll need to, to two things you'll need to use in a group or with another person or the other person stays sober or smokes some weed and you use shoot heroin or whatever, or smoke heroin. Somebody's telling me that most people are smoking stuff nowadays instead of shooting it, which is a, probably a better thing. So all you need to do is call me at 530-713-1838. And a lady did. In fact, she got out of prison. She knows me, and her husband had died while she was in prison, either from an overdose or murder. And she called, and she was wanting to help with the funeral. But then she called me back and said, hey, I heard you guys have Narcan. I said, yep, we do. So if you need some Narcan, we'll just turn you on to it. It's not a problem. It's not illegal. You can have it. It's legal. It's, it's just like a prescription. But they're giving it out free to us. So we want to help you, and we want to help you, as I mentioned, Dr. Joe Cassidy's name earlier at the Peachtree Health, we will get you help. Plus, Will, if you just want to keep using, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I hope you get off eventually, but uh, we'll help you. We want you to stay alive if you're going to use. All right. So uh, 
just give us a call, 530-713-1838. If you hear about a group called Narcan Angels around town, that I would be involved in that with uh, another uh, group of people. So give us a shout-out, and we'll help you. If you need rehabs, there's rehabs all over the place in Yuba-Sutter counties right now that have room. Feather River Men's Center has room. I just saw a post from them today. They have a few beds open. And the uh, Faith Project at Glad Tidings does. By the way, if you're if you're even considering putting your kid in a government school this coming year, honestly, you need to have your head examined. I'm serious. I usually don't advocate going to see a psychiatrist. But with all the craziness going on in the public education system, uh, you need to you need to think through what's going on, what's going on inside those classrooms when they close the doors. Many people saw during Zoom the Zoom classes and it scared the hell out of them. They did not like what they saw their kids going through in school. And the little bit that was being taught to their kids, it, it was a waste of time. School wastes a lot of time, and they teach stuff that the kids shouldn't even be learning from them. The parents should be teaching that stuff about morals, sexuality, drug use. The schools are not the best place. I just told of a crazy rally that Yuba City Unified did where the gal was a porno gal or something there. I mean, it was unbelievable. The, 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 the judgment is so lacking in the administration of the schools. They're, they're, they've lost their minds. So I've been telling you to go to churchofgladtidings.com and click on ministries, and then it'll have a drop down, and you can click on EPEC, E-P-E-C. That's a school out there in Sutter County. And they're taking signups right now. You can sign up online right there on the page where I told you to click. Click on, go to churchofgladtidings.com, then click on ministries, and then the drop-down menu goes down. There'll be about 15 things dropped down there. One is Epic. One is Arrow Education. I was talking to one of the leaders of Arrow Education. It's a cooperative of parents that are educating their own kids. And I'm telling you, you can educate your kids. You think, well, I've never been to college. You don't need to be. You can teach your kids things without going and learning and being an expert in it by using the internet and, and using other people that you do that. Now you use teachers to do that. Now we have the internet. We have all kinds of people on YouTube. We have uh, films. We have all kinds of technology apps where people can teach math, science, foreign languages, all kinds of things. And when you get into a co-op like the Arrow Education Co-op, they're not charging hardly anything. It's very, very, it, you could, I think they charge $5 or $10 a semester or something or quarter for just offset some cost on special speakers. But they meet once a week out at Church of Glad Tidings. Arrow Education does. That's a homeschool cooperative where the kids get together and, and play some games together, have some athletics together, have some food together, have some teaching together, have a fun day together, and uh, then go back to their homeschool situation. But you can find parents of all persuasions 
that have experimented over the years or he may be ahead of you a few years in teaching and tell you what the best math curriculums are, the best history curriculums, the best science curriculums, all that kind of stuff. They'll do, they'll do uh, field trips together. So that's arrow education. You can go in the same church of glad click on ministries, look at arrow education, click on that. And it'll have a page or two there about that. And you can check it out. I'll have more information. I was talking to one of the gals, Teal Graver, the other day, uh, and she was telling me they were uh, retooling for the, the coming year. And uh, they're going to have a few meetings during the summer just to keep everybody in touch. But then uh, Epic, Epic Education, they got it going on. They got some great teachers out there. In fact, they even invited me to speak at one of their chapels. And uh, it's it's a it's a red hot operation. Epic Education, they just added some new modulars, and uh, they got some great leadership out there. I would tell you, I would not promote it if I didn't think it was a good deal for your kids. So you check it out, you think about it, and uh, all that. So uh, if you are looking, if you're frustrated with the government, and you're looking. Uh, to make a difference. I, I'm over here in Northern California, Yuba and Sutter County. So this is kind of for you everywhere in the world. And for you just in my world, uh, if you want to get involved with us at freedomco.net, uh, just give me a, a text at five, three, zero, seven, one, three, one, eight, three, eight. If you want to do something, you think I got to do something. I got to, I got to help make a change. We're, we meet on the first and third uh, Wednesdays of the month for 90 minutes. And uh, we uh, we work together to see how we can change our community. Listen, we're not going to change Washington, D.C. from from out there in your little county. There's over 3,000 counties. We need to change each county at a time. You need to work on your county. That's what we're doing, freedomco.net. So if you're, you want... Uh, to work with us and you live out around our area, hook up with us and, uh, doesn't cost you anything, cost you some time, but you're going to spend time. You're going to lose that time. Somehow you might as well invest it, invest it in the country. You get, you get out of something, what you put into it. A lot of people want to get a lot out of America, but they haven't put anything into it. They just, they just take, you can't just take. There's, there's laws of the universe. Whether you believe in God or not, that's up to you. But there's laws of the universe. You just take, take, take. You're going to lose, lose, lose somewhere down the road. So freedomco.net, check it out. If you want to hook up with us, you can. we just had a meeting earlier tonight. And there were some really good, sharp people there and uh, caring people, love their country. And they want to see a difference. They want to. They just do not want to see the corruption and the craziness that's going on. Rip off all the taxes. Also, I want to encourage you to, if you're in Sutter County or Yuba County, they are supposed to have meetings that are transparent, not Zoom meetings, that are transparent and easy for people to get to. But both in Sutter County and Yuba County, they make meet their meeting times at a very difficult time of the day. It's when parents and even individuals have to get to their job or take care of their kids, get ready for dinner. 
And that's at uh, Sutter County Deserts at 3, which is a horrible time. It's all, if you'll notice government, it's all designed to uh, uh, be easy on the employees and not the people that are supposed to be serving. So Sutter County, they have meetings at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and Yuba County has meetings at 9 o'clock in the morning. Both are very difficult times for people to come and watch the government make decisions on their behalf or have input about that or protest it or complain about anything. They should have them at a time when people can get their kids settled and have a bite to eat and get over to the meeting, like in the evening. And if the employees don't like that and don't like to attend those meetings as an extra, maybe they shouldn't work for government. They could work for the private sector, like Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, wait a minute. They went out of business. Oh, they could work for Nordstrom's. No, they went out of business. Oh, uh, maybe they could work for Walmart. No, they, they're going out of business in bunches of places. Uh, Walgreens. No, they went out of business. 17 left San Francisco. Darn. Where do... Let's see, I guess government's not going out of business. Hmm, funny how that happens. Well, uh, it's, it's just, uh, you know, it's what's happened is is the government has blessed themselves. It's a government of the government employees, for the government employees, by the government employees. Screw everybody else. So it's all, it's all caters to the employees, so do you remember when Scott Mitnick, the, the county administrator of Sutter County, decided to close the county offices on Fridays because he said it was better for the constituents? <laughs> so hilarious, so smooth and hilarious. And what a liar. And he got away with it. He got away with it. Oh, yeah, it's going to save us a lot of money. Oh, do you think they're going to pay the county employees any less? No. They're just going to shut the utilities off. That's how they're going to save us money. But what about all the services that we can't live without as constituents? Oh, well, you know, you just have to rearrange your life to come in on Monday through Thursday. Isn't that interesting how that works? Just complete fraud. You would never do that at McDonald's or any other successful business, any of the coffee places or places you get your breaks done or Oh, we just decided to, this is better for you, even though your cars broke down. You, you can just walk or get a bicycle, and we're just going to take that day off and get paid anyway. Does anybody ever do this in the real world besides these knuckleheads that run our government? Complete shams, charlatans, humbugs, frauds, clowns. Unbelievable. I was, I think last week I spent some time talking about the college system in California. And I think throughout the United States, people aren't going to college, you know, and people, people can smell a rat. You do not have to go to school to smell a rat. Even if you don't know it's a rat, you know, it's bad, 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 bad. People smell bad from a long ways away. The college system does not prepare you for anything except being a weirdo, a pervert. It does not pre prepare you to be a good citizen or a, a good American, a patriotic American. You, they train people to hate America and to be perverts. 
to act like a man when you're a woman and vice versa. That's a pervert. It's mental, mentally ill. Why would you want your kids to go there? College attendance is down 30%. Yuba College attendance is pitiful, and they're even lying about it. We know they're lying about it at the Yuba College statistics. They're lying. The, the, the top dogs in Yuba College working for Yuba College are making $180,000, $250,000, and they will, cannot count. They cannot count. They cannot count where all the money went of $190 million in bond money. They can't tell you where it went, what buildings got put up. Do you think $190 million could pass through your fingers without you knowing where it went? These people are mandated to keep audited records, and they still can't figure things out. You know, people, we need to stand up. I don't, th- I don't know how this thing's going to turn out. But I'll tell you, I, I am not going to sit by, back and just be passive about it. Uh, God willing, we'll be back next week. And uh, you you be good out there. Okay, take care. I bring red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. These skies are blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day and the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world, the colors of the rain. Sky.